Canada Conversations is brought to you by Deloitte Canada, helping you navigate the complex challenges your company faces through recovery and enabling you to thrive in the new normal. To learn more, visit Deloitte.ca. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the October 9th, 2020 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Normally on the podcast, we like to talk sales on the first Friday of every month. But because automakers submitted their quarterly reports on Thursday, October 1st last week, we gave our guests an extra week to prepare instead of asking them to cram on one short day's notice. So today, we'll talk inventory, incentives, transaction price, and a whole lot more when I speak with the senior manager of the Power Information Network, over at JD Power Canada, Mr. Robert Carwell, on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Robert, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate being back here with you. No problem. It's always a pleasure. Um, We've now persevered two full quarters of the pandemic and its effects on the economy and auto sales. This last quarter wasn't as bad as the previous quarter. Did anything surprise you or jump out at you during the third quarter? Yeah, a, a few things. I, I mean, obviously, start with uh, sales were pretty good, right? Re- retail was 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 pretty good. We're getting uh, closer back uh, to recovering those those lost volumes from the height of the pandemic. So I'd, I'd start with that. Uh, but kind of this, um, you know, th- this trend we've been we've been tracking for years, and um, the, this uh, idea of the, you know the proportion of people that are still switching out of passenger cars uh, in in Canada into light trucks is is just a phenomena that is is not slowing or or stopping. Um, you know we by our our J uh, Power uh, pen data you know we were looking at um, you know an eighty twenty ratio now of vehicles being retailed to Canadian consumers. 80% plus uh, being a uh, light truck uh, in, uh, in, the, in the last quarter. And in, in some months, we've been hitting, you know, 81%, um, almost 82%. Uh, so we're watching a lot of, you know, dynamics continue to, to change. Um, our, our estimates tell us uh, in the month of August, for example, um, compact pickup, you know, a, a, a segment that was pretty moribund, you know, just six, seven years ago. Is yep. uh, is coming back. Uh, a, a lot, there's a lot more entrants in it today than there were a number of years ago. Uh, more are predicted to come back, uh, but compact pickup is uh, on par or just slightly exceeding intermediate car or D segment passenger car in Canada. And you know, it's it's just stuff like that that's kind of surprising and flying uh, flying under the radar. But it goes to show you, you know. Uh, how much passenger cars has fallen out of style with Canadian consumers when it comes to making um, you know a retail purchase decision. So we, we continue uh, monitoring that. Uh, I bring that up um, because you know a lot of your readers probably would have seen that you know earlier this year, late last year, a lot of people were predicting where the ratio was going to be. Uh, some were calling it 80 20 and yeah you know we've we've hit 80 <laughs> 20 that, that's actually reality right now how uh, far does it go like how, how far do you see this ratio flipping are we talking 85 15 90 10 at what point does it end yeah it's you know we're just actually running out of 
passenger cars were running out of sedans and hatchbacks to a road to be honest so uh it's you know it's probably going to be somewhere around 85 uh 15 um yeah and uh that that's just how popular these vehicles are with uh canadian consumers right and, and it's all a consumer driven uh choice no, sure. no, no one is forcing us to to happen right it's it's consumers making it happen uh the other thing greg that popped out during during the quarter in regards to your question um if vehicle pricing is is trending up we've seen it trend up throughout the pandemic and the reasons for it continuing to go up are are, are various uh, for example during the height of the pandemic in, in the spring you know we saw vehicle price going up uh, but what we think that had a lot to do with kind of who was shopping for a car um, you know Canadian consumers that were uh, you know, in the market for a full-size uh, crew cab pickup truck, for example, they're probably a little bit older, a little bit more secure in in their jobs, a little bit more secure in their in their future prospects for employment. They uh, they didn't really put off that purchase. Um, however, and, and but people on the other side of of the spectrum, you know, maybe uh, seasonally employed, younger, uh, cloudier prospects for staying employed. Uh, not really knowing, you know, how how the pandemic was going to affect them and their and their um, uh, their careers and their work. Uh, a lot of those customers who'd be probably be buying, you know, C segment cars like like a Honda Civic, for example, or or a C segment uh, compact sport utility vehicle, uh, they they dropped out, right? They stopped buying cars. So we actually saw the average transaction price of the vehicle rise. Um, fast forward to kind of the um, you know the end of the third quarter. And we're still seeing transaction price rising, but now it's also being driven by two other factors. So we talked a little bit about the popularity of, of light trucks. That that mix shift is still feeling it. However, that's now not the dominant uh, factor as we head into the fall. It's uh, it's vehicle pricing is rising in absolute dollar terms, and and so we're we're still kind of surprised to see how you know strong retail has been. Over the last couple of months, all things considered, uh, you know, given the pandemic and all, uh, that uh, we're, we're getting close to back, back close to last year's numbers, but with much higher uh, vehicle pricing. What, the, what's uh, the average transaction price right now, Robert? Oh, that that's a great question, Greg. It's um, so right now in Canada, uh, we're sitting at about thirty-seven thousand dollars average customer-facing transaction price. To put that in perspective. It's up around six percent, or about two thousand dollars from um, from this time last year, where it was it was just over thirty five thousand uh, dollars. So it, it's uh, it, it's a substantial increase. In does, does that also mean that margins are up for the dealers and the automakers, or is everything relative? They're still just making the same amount of money. It's just that the vehicles cost more. I just wonder if there's a way to um, put that into context. Yeah, we can put that into context for you, Greg. Uh, grosses are up. Uh, they're not up dramatically as they are in the U.S. That there was a massive adjustment in, in dealer gross there. They're up a little bit here, and margin is up a little bit here. So, yeah, de- dealers are making more money on on vehicles, both new and used. Yeah, the used market was, uh, we just ran a story this week on our website and in the print edition uh, about the used market getting a jolt from the pandemic because more people are coming in to get cheaper um, personal transportation because they're fleeing the public transit, Ubers, taxi service, Lyft, that kind of stuff. Are you seeing that as well drive people to making uh, vehicle purchases, whether they're new or used? 
Uh, yeah, that that's certainly going to be a factor. You know, dr- driving vehicle purchasing uh, maybe a little bit larger factor on on the used uh, vehicle side. Sure. Uh, however, there's there's still also supply issues in, in our industry right now. Um, it, not not just a mixed shift in the fact that more affordable passenger car options are are, are going away and are are being replaced with with sport utility compact and subcompact sport utility. Um, vehicle uh, options uh, but that in totality you know uh, supply has shifted uh, it, it, for the year on the used car side uh, we're thinking it's supply is probably not as tight as as a lot of people uh, believe just because you know one of the things we monitor is is uh, transaction pricing on the used vehicle side uh, and, and you might be surprised Greg uh, what we find in our data is transaction pricing for the year uh, weighted average calendar year to date in, into September, it, it's flat to slightly down from last year. Um, so we're, we're not saying there isn't a, a supply issue, uh, but that issue might be a little bit more related to what types of vehicles are out there and what consumers want to buy uh, because we're not seeing inflationary tendencies on pricing. Uh, and in fact, we're seeing... Um, we're seeing vehicle acquisition costs for dealers actually trending down uh, over over the third quarter, indicating that the supply mix has a, is a little bit richer this this time this year in uh, in lower priced uh, vehicle or alternatives, which which should be good for some of those Canadian consumers that are are looking to avoid perhaps shared shared transit options, you know, and and purchase uh, their own uh, private vehicle. We'll hear more from Robert Carwell after this short break. The COVID-19 pandemic has had an unprecedented impact on the world's population and economy. Social distancing and self-isolation measures have taken consumers out of the auto retail market, while concern over worker safety continues in manufacturing facilities globally. An increasingly distressed supply base is facing the potential for large-scale liquidity issues, which may lead to increased M&A activity throughout the ecosystem. Significant uncertainty remains around the permanence of current consumer behaviors and the extent to which they will be able to re-engage with the sector. Through Deloitte's State of the Consumer Tracker series, we discuss timely data and trends and highlight key consumer insights. We also explore how behavioral preferences take shape over time to allow businesses to make strategic decisions in this dynamic market environment. The ongoing survey results are also available via an interactive dashboard, the Deloitte Global State of the Consumer Tracker. Check in every two weeks to explore new consumer insights and emergent trends. Welcome back to the show where I'm discussing sales, inventory, incentives, and more with Robert Carwell of JD Power Canada. You, you mentioned inventory. Dealers I've spoken with this week say inventory is a real problem. Uh, shortages of just about everything. I spoke to one uh, dealer group owner who said um, compact cars are running out of stock. Popular pickups are running out of stock. Uh, what's your data at JD Power telling you about inventory? It, I mean, how tight is it really? Can you paint us a picture? Yeah. So, how we look at that question, Greg, is we look at days to turn. We look at how how long it takes for a dealer to retail a car, and essentially the story is uh, going into the calendar year. Um, we're 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 very cyclical in Canada. Um, days to turn always spikes in the winter because of clear out, right? Sure. Uh, yep. d- dealers and manufacturers, they, they got to clear out last year's inventory that the hangers on that are still there. They're going to incentivize consumers to buy them. And those cars have been sitting there a long time. So we started the year 
at around 70, uh, 68, 70 days to turn on average. During the height of the pandemic, that goes up to about 114, 115 days because uh, factories stopped building new cars. You couldn't order or take delivery of one. And if you could find a dealer that was open, um, you'd you'd be buying kind of what 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 was on on the lot, the, the what was left, right? So we saw days to turn spike because Canadian consumers were buying the cars that were sitting there a long period of time because they were not being replenished. Fast forward now, uh, kind of over the summer, we saw okay, there's some uh, auctions are are opened up again. Uh, lease returns are, are are able to be processed. Uh, and we see uh, manufacturing plants kind of resume production. It started to come down, and it's come down quite a bit. So we're sitting at, at probably about 80 to 85 days right now, um, and we're going to see that continue to drop. Two, two problems um, for supply going forward is our transition to the next model year, our transition to model year 21 is really slow. It's happening at half the pace or less than half the pace it's been happening over the last five years. But we just can't get those 21s out there fast enough, right? And uh, the other thing is we're not going to have that clear hangover because all those cars are gone. Right. So the supply shoot, yeah, on, on a new car side, there is still going to be tight supply uh, in the fourth quarter and well into the first quarter of next year because Canadians won't have all those clear out models to choose from. And there won't be enough 21s in the pipeline because we can't get them fast enough. And part of the reason is, uh, you know, Canada, we, we have to compete with other jurisdictions for vehicle production. And, and that, that all relates back to profitability. Where can a manufacturer sell vehicles more profitable? Uh, I think with Canada, the types of vehicles we like to buy, uh, you know, it is, is pretty close to the U.S. and some other jurisdictions on the planet, such as the Middle East. And we, we, uh, our sales organizations, you know, have, have to fight against, uh, those other markets in order to receive allocation. And sometimes they will be successful and sometimes they won't be, which will be limiting our supply. On the used car side, uh, we suspect the supply situation is not as tight, uh, as some believe it is, uh, because of what we've seen in vehicle pricing, flat to slightly down. On the luxury side, it's, it's, it's down for both luxury car and luxury um, uh, light trucks. Um, and uh, a lot of the lease returns that were supposed to be processed earlier this year. And I remember we, we said earlier, Greg, I, I think we were talking about this on, on another occasion that, you know, we're, we're going to have, you know, close to 400,000 cars come back off retail le- lease this year. Yeah. You know, it's the most we've ever seen. We're actually going to have more next year. Um, they got kind of shifted to the latter part of the year. So I, I think the supply situation will ease for, for used car dealers. And a little bit of a silver lining, next year, we're probably going to get about 420,000 uh, retail cars coming off of lease. That's the most we've ever seen in Canada. Does the inventory problem explain the sales numbers in this sense? So, for example, Korean brands such as Hyundai and Kia, you know, they've reported record months in August, September. Uh, Ford was up about 8% for the quarter, but then you saw other um, automakers like FCA and GM be down. Is that all related to supply that people just couldn't get 
Detroit three vehicles for the most part, but they could get Korean brand because they got back up to production more quickly than North America did. Is that the explanation? Yes, largely, Greg, because as we as we look at it as an entire industry, um, it, it goes back to simple economics. Incentives are down in Canada and vehicle pricing is up. And the last quarter retail wasn't too bad. We, we, were, we were getting pretty close to, to recovering. We're not going to recover for the year, but um, some, of, some of the manufacturers you know, made different decisions very early this year about how the rest of the year was going to pan out. So si- simply put, um, it, it, manufacturers are successful, have the supply. Others that were, were, were more challenged, they probably just literally didn't have the supply of, of the right vehicles. Um, I'm hearing that the problem might not be solved until early 2021. Is that sort of where we start to see inventory um, even out and and sort of dealer lots become full again? When do you see it sort of inventory back to normal? Not sales, but having the the cars on hand. Um, absolutely not until 2021, and, and probably okay. closer to the to the uh, to the end of the first quarter. It's amazing that it takes that long, but I guess when you're getting vehicles from all over the globe to sell here and you're competing against other countries, it only makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. I know JD Power isn't a forecaster, neither are you, but I am curious, how do you see the next quarter, the final 90 days of the year or so playing out in terms of sales and and prices and inventory, just sort of the entire picture of the last 90 days or three months? Um, Well, that's a great question, Greg. Um, You know, August retail, our, our estimates are, are telling us it's last computed in August. August retail is down about two and a half percent. Calendar year to date, where we're, our retail, and we're talking just retail only here, uh, is down uh, just over twenty percent. Um, we're heading into the winter, the fourth quarter in Canada, our, our seasonality. You know, we're, we're off peak. We're not going to make that up. Uh, right. We're, we're not going. We're, we're just. We're not, we're not going to make it up to to uh, to last year. Um, especially as there also won't be nearly of, of a large uh, clear out this year as there was last year. Um, it, and quick reminder to folks out there, think about buying a car this winter. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll absolutely be able to, but you're probably not going to get uh, uh, as much of that, those clear up bonuses as, as you normally see on, on the hoods of vehicles this winter, simply because they've already been sold. They're not going to be there. And we're starting to get 21 model year inventory uh, in. Um, we'll, prob- we'll probably follow a similar pattern, I think, to the U.S. The U.S. regained almost all of their sales kind of by the summer, where they were, they were within uh, two, three points uh, retail performance of where they were a year prior. And then there was a bit of a trough, you know, they were down to like about 10, 11, 12 points of, of being, um, w- within, um, within last year's, uh, retail. I, I imagine we're probably going to see a similar phenomena here. So we're, we're probably going to see retail come off the, the pace slacken, uh, a little bit by the end of the, of the fourth quarter. Um, which is to say, you know, we're going to, we're going to be well underneath uh, last year. But considering everything that's happened uh, this year, and and if you think back to April, where our sales were were about eighty percent under where they were the year before, just as we're heading into the prime selling season in Canada, you know, if we end up the year uh, at at being fifteen percent underneath, uh, all things considered, that's not too bad. 
Yeah, that's uh, the silver lining in all of this is that things got much better, much more quickly than many predicted. And this is where we are. And we'll see where we go. Um, We'll check in with you probably next quarter. Does that uh, sound okay, Robert, or at the end of the year? Yeah, for sure. Would love to do so. All right. Appreciate you on the show as always. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Greg. We reached Robert at his home in the GTA. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.